All right, welcome to You're the Marketing Department, the show to help you and your organization grow. As always, or as sometimes, this is Jacob. Uh, I'm joined by Tobin. Hey, Jacob, how's it going? It's not, it's not bad at all. John's not here today. Yeah, different field. Outside different our tech field. guy. Yeah, we're running a little bit of a different tech setup. Hopefully, everything goes well recording-wise. And crossing uh, my fingers right now. But yeah, things are going well this year so far. Tell us a little story about what's happening web-wise. That's um, some good news for our clients. Yeah, for sure. I mean, traffic uh, overall has been steadily increasing. It was a slow start in January, like it is every year pretty much, uh, kind of ending up finishing up the holidays, getting back into work. Um, we see that pretty much every year. Uh, but year over year is also, uh, year over year, I mean, is also uh, increasing, which is great. I think that's partially due to, uh, I mean, we're getting better at what we would do. And then uh, second of all, the web is becoming a more integral place. Right. I think that's the biggest story is that I think post maybe post election mm-hmm. speculate a little bit but i'm seeing uh, more traffic in january across the board for our clients i mean i'd like to think that we have something to do with that but i think in general <laughs> it's just a surge of web traffic i think probably everyone's seeing that you may be seeing that too for your website but i think that's good news for the economy i think it's good news for yeah. all clients but seeing good good steady traffic especially into february february has been high for most of our clients in terms mm-hmm. of year over year traffic so I think that is really something about you know, the web being successful and just the, the shift. And maybe there was a little bit of a downplay kind of an election year, but now yeah. seeing this surge come back up. So I think and that's definitely, exciting. We definitely have to take advantage of this traffic surge. I know a lot of the clients are doing getting some good sales in, uh, so that's that's going well, but just try to keep up with it all. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so hopefully for you uh, at home here that if you know, you're seeing good traffic right now, you know, that's a good thing. If you're seeing above normal traffic levels, we are too. So that's a good good assertion to keep moving forward and let's see how the, the year prolongs. And hopefully you're using that traffic well and maybe starting to dip into some marketing automation to mm-hmm. you know, build that traffic. I think it's part of our topic today. Perfect. Yeah. So we're obviously, uh, as David mentioned, we're going to talk about mar- marketing automation today. We're going to cover four uh, different pieces of software. Now there are tons out there. These are some of the most commonly used, I would say, yeah. and they have a lot uh, included in them. So uh, we're going to talk about these. It's going to be HubSpot, Marketing Cloud, or Marketo, and Pardot. I don't know how familiar you guys are with them, uh, but we'll give you a brief introduction of them, kind of talk about where uh, the, some of the strengths are, some of the weaknesses. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, what do we need marketing automation software for? I mean, what is it in the first place, I guess? Perfect. Yeah, no, marketing automation software, I think, is a great tool for any B2B business that is trying to get more out of their marketing dollars. So mm-hmm. what you're talking about here is the combination of email, social, digital channel integration with some automatic triggers. So if someone does something, you can do something in response to that without it being manual. So rather than waiting for someone to you know, send you an email and then trigger something else out, you could have a set of triggers. It's kind of a language that you use a set of triggers throughout your website, throughout your marketing activities that are used to then trigger additional activities. So someone comes to your website, you can send them an email. Someone clicks an email, you can send them an additional email. And those are typically handled through workflows or processes, mm-hmm. whatever your you know, software dictates or calls it. There's really this idea of setting free your marketing activities to run on their own through dictated campaigns that you would build. Mm -hmm. And that's really the power of marketing automation. So if you want to do a campaign where, oh, it'd be great if we could send a follow-up email for everyone who visits this page, that's what a marketing automation Mm -hmm. software does. And for me, I think the big benefit to them is instead of having nine different tools used for different channels or different messages, whatever that may be, 
you have everything in one single tool so you can kind of integrate those together right you're getting good data across the board yeah exactly yeah. exactly so i guess we'll just start off with hubspot that's definitely uh here at new north we're most familiar with that we really love that software um so talk a little bit about that yeah perfect now, hubspot's a great one i think it's a big winner right now. I think the latest study said it had about 23% of the market share in terms of marketing automation. That's the biggest share. HubSpot is really that hub of data we've talked about where you've got all of your tools in one spot. And that's really the idea of HubSpot. It's a, it's a hub for all your digital marketing. So you've got all your tools in one spot. It makes it really powerful for single site businesses. And that's really what it's designed for. So mm -hmm. if you're a single site business, if you are a, a consultant, um, doing some basic e-commerce, you can really use this type of tool for your needs. If you're really focused on digital as well, HubSpot's a great tool. So you get your email, you get your social, you get your landing pages, they have their own CMS, they have a, a CRM as well, so you can mm -hmm. do your sales through there. So it's really great for that kind of burgeoning B2B business who wants to go from 500 to 1,000 visitors to 3,000 to 10,000 visitors on their website and really build up that customer base. Yeah. It's a great tool for that. I think biggest winners for HubSpot, it's super easy to use. That's why we're yeah. HubSpot partners. It's our favorite piece of software to use um, because it's so easy to use, so clear, the reports are crisp. I think the down parts of that is that it's site-centric, and so you really are limited. The licensing is limited off of site. So if you mm -hmm. have two sites, you have to buy two licenses, and that can get very expensive. Also, its contracts are built on contacts. So if you do get more successful and have more clients, <laughs> you have to pay for them. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a little bit of a downplay there. But that's it's a common pricing kind of modal uh, or methodology for, for software like this, so it's not too surprising, but definitely a downplay uh, on there. Plus... Uh, HubSpot, I think, has a little bit of a limitation when it comes to cross-channel. I mean, it really is digital. So if you wanted to integrate with a mail drop shop, yeah. you're kind of tied up there. It's really mm -hmm. focused on the digital side. But otherwise, if you're really trying to focus on digital and put your dollars in digital, which is smart for any really business under $5 million, yeah. that's really where you need to be. So I think it's a great, great way to go. No. Now I know all the listeners, their first thought is great. Now we have this cool software we can use. How it's going to cost me? Yeah, that's a good point. So HubSpot can range. You can look online um, in terms of your size, but generally we're starting clients off with the $800 professional version, 800 bucks a month, and that'll get you started depending on how your contacts go. Some clients do use the enterprise once they get up there, but at that point they've already realized the value, mm -hmm. um, and I think you have to jump into that professional level because that's where you start getting the automation pieces. Mm -hmm. You can get HubSpot for 200 bucks a month, but you don't get the automation parts, which is, is having kind a really of fancy thermometer. Of it, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't really get the, the the nuts and bolts of the automation parts of it without that. But that's that's a really really good one. So what's next in our grid? Yeah, so it's the marketing cloud. So I'm not very familiar with this one. Yeah, we're not. I'm not very familiar with it either. I've seen Adobe grow this product. I think they grew it through acquisition over the past few years. They okay. bought different pieces of software, put it, put it together. It seems to be really powerful. We don't use uh, the marketing cloud here. We've had some clients use it, migrate to it or from it. Um, it does have a huge market share. I mean, it is growing. It's right behind HubSpot at 19%. So it is growing. From what I can see and understand, it really does focus well on the B2C marketplace. So if okay. you have lots of consumers, lots of customers, it does handle data really well. Mm -hmm. The pricing is a lot more than a HubSpot would be. Mm -hmm. You're talking you know, thousands of dollars a month to run this kind of stuff, especially if you're using the multiple apps they have. Really powerful, really slick. And I think if you are a B2C business and you want to tap into more analytics and more campaigns, it's definitely worth a look but definitely be expecting to 
pay for it. Yeah. Um, so you may not be the person listening to this podcast because you probably have a complete marketing department if you are running this software. So worth mentioning if you're looking out there, but I think it's a little bit of overkill mm-hmm. for um, a small growing company to use. I mean, you can get into it for just the analytics side, um, but once you start adding other apps like Campaign or Target, it does kind of get really expensive. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe really cool, really neat, but I think it's going to be overkill in the long mm-hmm. run. Maybe one of those things you keep in the back of your mind for... Right. When you're no wow. longer needing to listen to podcasts to get smart, <laughs> when you're just, you know, sipping Mai Tais and having a marketing department work, you can buy that stuff. But um, <laughs> as you're running the marketing department, you need to have really good spends. And so I think I'd focus other ways. All right. So the next one is Marketo. I think this is a lot more familiar uh, to a lot of you out there. It's a pretty, pretty big one. It's definitely a lot more affordable than uh, Marketing Cloud. Yeah, for sure. And so I think Marketo allows you the same flexibility that HubSpot has. Um, I personally, I think the interface is a little rough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it can be a little bit uh, confusing. You can get lost in there very quickly. Yeah, yeah. The uh, market has great user conferences. I think because they need them. Um, I think that's really their their drivers. They need you need to have training to use Marketo. I mean, everyone who buys Marketo, there's lots of good things it can do. But to really tap into it, you have to get trained. There's yeah. just no other way to really capitalize on that power unless you're trained. Cause it it takes. I wouldn't say a programmatic kind of thinking, but it takes um, some pretty intense setup to it's make it It's definitely not as intuitive as like HubSpot, for example. Yep. Now, I agree with that. the one you mentioned this, the one big positive of it is even though it's confusing, there is um, really good customer support and a great uh, community yeah. kind of built around it. Yeah, huge community built around it, which is, which is really excellent. And it does a lot of integration. So a lot of integrations out there for it. So we're talking about integrating an offline experience um, Marketo does do a good job of integrating offline experience. So if you wanted to set like integrate to a mail drop, integrate to some other kind of offline campaigns, printers, uh, shipping departments, any kind of other third-party system, mm-hmm. it does do a good job of integrating with that. That's that's really, really nice. Really well. yeah. Now the one other negative I've seen is, is in its uh, reports and analytics. They uh, there's a pretty common complaint about it. Uh, they're kind of limited, yeah. and the reporting functionality is. Uh, subpar you could say yeah there are additional extensions you can add on it uh but it can kind of take a long time to make the reports the way you want them um it's not just a click of the button like it is for right. uh, some of these other ones yeah that's that's a movie scene and we've had to change our reporting methodology for our clients who use mm-hmm. marketo because we just can't get the clarity we would from from a hubspot um or other software in that matter to to really report well mm-hmm. so i think yeah you have to kind of change your expectations if you're going to use Marketo or expand out the reporting to get what you need. But even simple things just as like how many people click this link in the email takes quite an effort <laughs> yeah. to get, get put out. You really have to dig through. Uh, it's definitely not like a, a three clicks to anything type mentality. No, no, It's no, like no. a yeah. a dozen clicks. It's in there. <laughs> it's in there for sure. But where it is, you have to find out. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And hopefully we don't sound too jaded about Marketo, but it is really powerful. But I think we've just experienced the fatigue, I yeah, think, yeah, that most people sure. have with Marketo. It's right for some people, but yep. I'm not a huge fan of myself. Yep. Uh, so the last one, uh, Pardot, this is a uh, Salesforce uh, yep, so Salesforce built this up, um, and that's really where I think of it. I think of Pardot as the salesman's marketing automation software. Mm-hmm. So really, it's a great addition to Salesforce. If you are a Salesforce culture and you guys love it and you want to really enhance the power of Salesforce with drip campaigns, automation pieces, and tracking your contacts and your prospects, Pardot's a really good tie-in. Now, both Marketo and HubSpot will do Salesforce integration. That's, mm-hmm. that's just standard kind of stuff. But Pardot does have a seamless integration with those. 
and really does enhance that sales force aspect. So if you have a large sales force, meaning people uh, out there, a lot of salesmen, Pardot's a good tool because it does allow your sales team to get integrated. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to jump necessarily as much to HubSpot to do a marketing campaigns. So if you wanted your sales guys to, to trigger their own drip campaigns, to update statuses on campaigns or do certain activities, Pardot does have good integration for that. Mm-hmm. So I think I would make the decision for a Pardot based on more of a cultural fit than a technology fit. Yeah. So if you really are a sales force driven culture and marketing really does support support marketing, you know, whether it's trade show graphics, you know, brochures, uh, website updates, really to empower the sales force, Pardot may be something to look at because it does do a good job of that and allows your kind of deeper integration into Salesforce and its, you know, natural tie in. Mm-hmm. Um, pricing with that is I say as much as HubSpot, if you're really getting into it. I can be, you know, some of our clients are in the 1400 range, you know, okay. up there, uh, depending on kind of what your volume is. And so that does change the, the dynamic a little bit. But really good tools. It does do all the social stuff you'd expect. Um, doesn't really do the website stuff that HubSpot does mm-hmm. in that sense, but it does still do some form collection, things like that. Okay. Lead generation, prospecting. Okay. It kind of does the stuff you wanted Salesforce to do three years ago, and now it does it, but it's called it Pardot. So um, being a, a past Salesforce user, all kinds of things I wish we could do from Salesforce natively, and those are really now answered inside of Pardot. Nice. So that gives us a good good round on you know all the automation software. So Jacob, what's kind of your leading indicator for you when you think about what software to go with for a client? I mean, culture, training, I mean, what's kind of the biggest decision piece you find when you're talking with some of our clients? I think it I think it depends on what you're looking for. So if you are uh, not really familiar with very many um, marketing automation software, uh, you definitely need something that's very intuitive. So HubSpot might be where you jump at first. Um, right. Again, if you're B2C, Marketing Cloud might be the direction you go into, uh, whereas the others may not be. Marketo, it's very popular and has that, cust- or that support. So if you're the kind of person that is always on forums and stuff trying to find the help you need, uh, that might be a good route to go. And part out, obviously, as we were saying, uh, Salesforce. If your marketing and sales departments, mm-hmm. uh, however minimal they may be, have some um, beef with each other, as they often do, sure. that might be a good kind of meeting in the middle. Um, Salesforce would be familiar with it, and it'll have the tools yep. that the marketing department wants as well. Yeah, no, I think that's, those are all great. And I think, too, I mean, I think anytime you go into a marketing automation software, you need to kind of think about three things. One, you know, your cost. That's always the biggest mm-hmm. thing is, you know, what's it going to cost you to run? Um, training in terms of how much training do you need to run and manage the software. Yeah. Some software like HubSpot has free training. Um, Marketo, I know we'll do some training. I don't know about um, Cloud or um, Pardot, but how much training are you going to need to get up to speed? So mm-hmm. if you're a marketing automation novice, um, really consider that because you could get promised the sun, but you're not going to be able to know <laughs> how to do anything, which really has happened a lot in some of the engagements we've been in where you just can't do it. I mean, yeah. there's, you know how to do it. It's there. It's possible. But the technology is just so far, uh, the learning curve is so big. Yeah, that um, actually so. makes me think of a lot, a lot of clients, especially before they started working with us. Uh, they're paying over $1,000 for some of these pieces of software, mm-hmm. and they're using like $200 worth of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think we do that, honestly, in all aspects of our life, not to get deep right, right now. Right, sure, yeah. But like... <laughs> yeah, that was deep, yeah. I know, it's like I know. our cable bill, yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you pay for these really cool either products or services for one specific use. So maybe you do just want the email automation. So you buy a HubSpot or a Marketo. It can yeah. do so much more. So even if you don't necessarily uh, purchase it for all of its functionalities, 
definitely do the training. Definitely get really familiar with the piece of software or you're just, honestly, you're letting money go down the drain. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that ties great into my third point, which is really justifying the return, maybe mm-hmm. the ROI. So you have to know before you jump in what your return is going to be. Um, what are you really hoping to get? Because if you just buy it thinking it's going to solve some problems for you, that could be good, but you should know what success looks like on solving those problems. So if you want to create campaigns, you know, what's the return you're hoping to get from automation? Is it going to save you time? Is it going to save your team time, allow you to do more, et cetera, et cetera? So you can justify it because mm-hmm. that's the, you're right, that's a pain point that we see is people want to jump ship on uh, Marketo or HubSpot because they just don't see the value. Well, one, they never got trained, never got into it. Two, they never really established what the value was in their mm-hmm. own mind or they're not using as much of the tool as they should, yeah. right? So they should be using way more of the tool. And they kind of throw the tool out as being the source of the problem, but it's nothing to do with the tool. I mean, it's you know, it's like you're trying to build a garage in your backyard and you bought a hammer and you didn't finish the garage and so you blame the hammer. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to, to blame the software for not result. I mean, it's, they're tools, right? Mm-hmm. They really are tools. So those would be kind of the, the thoughts I'd have about market automation software, making your selection and really do be thoughtful about it because you're going to want to stick to it a lot of times getting data out of marketing automation software is more of a challenge and so when you build that history it gets harder and harder to pull it out and they know Mm -hmm. that the software companies know that so they want to get you in with the 30-day trial so you're like well i want this data now or this you know and kind of have you in for the year-long contract because it does get hard to pull it out so do the upfront work understand your costs your return and really make that good investment and i guarantee you'll stick with it as you go it on uh, giving you a brief introduction to all of them and so I'd, I'm sure you're familiar with one or two of those uh, so that'll give you a good kind of run through of, of what they have to offer definitely do a lot more research on it but there's one really important thing I had to mention they all have weird names yeah you kind of wonder how they get to a name like Pardot that's <laughs> kind like of a, parrot but yeah not. maybe maybe they had it was the only domain available that day um, so it's a good thing so let's play a little game Jacob let's play a game called software or not Okay, so I'm going to give All you right. some names, and you tell me if you think they're software or not. All right, let's, let's All right, go. All right, here we go. First one, Gigatribe. <laughs> Sounds like Optimus Prime's long-lost brother. Yeah. I'm going to have to go, yes. Ding, ding. That's good. Right. Good. You got that one right. That is correct. All right. All right. Here's another one. Zamzar. Okay, no. That's, <laughs> that's an alien. Yeah, that's... no, but that actually is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Gub. They didn't even try if that's a real one. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm going to say no again. Well, you would be wrong. It is G-U-B-B, yep. It's oh, well, you know what? That's it, though. That's a secret. Yeah, if yeah, it has two letters at the end, it's real. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here we go. Squirb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's hard even to laugh thing, squirb. So. That's a, I don't even know what to think of that. Um, uh... They've all been yes so far, so yes, I'm gonna stick with it. Well, that was a good time to deviate then. It's a no. Squirb is not a piece of software. What am I, Could be. for five or something? Maybe it will be by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> you are uh, one for four so oh, far. Oh, one for okay. four, all right. All right, Cash Tower. <laughs> well, they understand the benefit <laughs> yeah. of whatever software that is. You should build a tower with it. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, wrong, no. This is not a Cash Tower. All right, here we go. This one may be easier. Bub. Okay. <laughs> a little too similar to the, the previous. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. No, it is not. It is not software. No, I just made that word up. 
There we go. <laughs> All right. Bub. There we go. Floppy office. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Floppy office. Yeah, it's an, it's old, an old one. Old piece of software. Yeah, floppy office. Z- uh, sorry. Floa. F-L-O-O-A. It's a Hawaiian-based piece of yeah. software. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's good. You got that, right? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yep, that was it. Zatu. That's another alien one coming back. Uh, it sounds very 90s, doesn't it? It does. Um, yes. All right. Yep, that's a good one. You got All that good. one as well. I wasn't confident. I'm going to skip that one. I can't even say that one. Um, <laughs> Craggle. <laughs> None of these names are, besides Cash Tower, yeah. are at all descriptive of or, or anything. Or actual words. Or real words. This is a very 90s thing. To they do. just slam their face on the cable, keyboard and see what happens. Yes. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah, you'll be right. Yeah, you'll be right. right. Group me. Hey, that's a little descriptive. I don't know quite what it does, but I'm going to say, yeah. That sounds legit. Yeah, yeah that's good. Got that one right. Yeah, that's good. Flux. F L U xx oh two x's yeah don't even have to think anything beyond that. yeah it's definitely that's a good giveaway <laughs> double double letters chance it's a gambling software Final i have no answer. idea uh yeah no dang it no, it is not that's just a random word <laughs> you take a chance so let's see one I? two three four five six. yeah well you about 50 percent. that was good that was good <sighs> that's embarrassing well it's you know they're random words no one could guess <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for being a good support and playing the game. Oh, yeah. Thanks for grilling me. Yeah. So that's that's it for today's show. I hope you guys pick something up. Uh, maybe something piqued your interest. Uh, Want to do a little bit more, more research on it. Maybe even transition to a different software, depending on what you uh, what you heard, pricing, things like that. But again, as we say at the end of every podcast, uh, please visit us uh, at newnorth.com slash podcast and send over an email with any questions, comments, uh, anything like that at uh, podcast at newnorth.com. Awesome. Been a great episode, Jacob. Yep, for sure. See you guys.